All right. So welcome to my pivotal moments or our MPM podcast with Sue and Brett. My name is Brett Nelson. And, and I'm Sue Steinfeld. All right, cool. And we're excited to be sharing some stories with you and experiences about those pivotal moments that we've had all had in our lives, whether it was a moment that caused you to pivot professionally or with a personal relationship or points of inflection that maybe took you down a completely different path than planned. These pivotal moments are what keep life exciting, challenging, and amazing. So thanks for being with me today, Sue. We're excited to do this. Our first one. Yes. yes. So this would being our first episode, we thought we'd uh, have a good way of starting off a discussion with about a North Star or your North Star. So Sue, when someone comes to you and says, hey, what is your North Star? What do you, what do you, what comes to mind or what, what do you think about? When uh, I think about a North Star, it's something that keeps me grounded. Okay. It's what consistently drives me or something that I seek out where I'm living authentically. Okay. Okay. So then where does it, where do they come from then? Is it just something like you're born on is like, I got the star that's hanging over your bed and that, that's it. Or how, how does that, how do you, does one come across to it then? <laughs> well, considering mine is joy. Okay. I can guarantee you, my mother would say I had been seeking that my entire life. Okay. <laughs> Same more. There's a story there. So something that mom has reminded you. Okay. So what was it? <laughs> is there something she's like, Sue is always about joy. And this is why, what, what would your mom say? <laughs> well, the story she would tell is saying when we were looking at colleges, I would always ask about the social life of mm, the college mm. versus the academic aspects which drove her crazy. And even to this day, she still brings up that story. Anytime I'm like, I'm bored or I'm this or I'm that. She's like, do you remember when we were looking at colleges, what you cared about? <laughs> yeah. And that's funny. Uh, so I guess the question is, do you still look for that? I mean, do you still look for the social when you, if you're looking at employment or you're looking for a project or something, do you still look to, do I enjoy these people? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I do think I'm driven by joy and okay. whether that's joy with my family, friends, work, the mm -hmm. work colleagues. I like to give and take. I like to set up environments where I'm providing joy for others. And I'm hoping that's the atmosphere that I'm in as well. Sure. Sure. So I guess the question then is uh, when you think about North star, then is like, why would you encourage somebody to find that? I mean, if joy was yours or ha if come has it continued to self-validate or, 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 you know, illustrate itself over time and saying, yep, that's still it. That's still it. Does it change or talk to us, maybe share a little bit about that. I think it's a way to measure your measure in a way situations that you're in. So for example, okay. if you're in a relationship and it's hit a point where it's really taking you away from that North star, whether okay. that's with a company, again, your work colleagues or mm -hmm. personal relationships, it doesn't necessarily mean you walk away, but it does say, okay, let me look at this situation mm -hmm. and what can I do here to make it better? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you leave if it's not there? I mean, do you really, again, is this another pivotal moment? Say you've had a pivotal moment in your life and say, like, I was, I kind of went away from that. Or maybe I just thought the cloud, the clouds were out and I didn't see my star. Uh, I, there have been situations where I've walked away. Yeah. And the first time was very scary because I had my career for 25 years at a, a company mm -hmm. and it really hit the end for me. And I thought this, there has to be more. Yeah. And yeah. that was a big leap of faith to do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would agree with that. I think my North star falls in line, something more around like, how can I do good work and do amazing work? You will, whether it's noble, finding things that are noble uh, or of worth, you know, it's, it's of worth, like people like value something mm-hmm. and working with great people. Like I just, I feel like you walk away from those situations. Like you said, you walk away and, and it was, it took a lot of courage and I'm the same way. If you, if you, if I'm going away from my North star and it's not there, I t- tend to find that my best self doesn't show up. I think you said the word authentic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so when in these experiences, do you go back to your North star and do an evaluation? Oh man, I, I would say, and I, I'd curious your thoughts too. I, I would say not enough. Mm-hmm. I think COVID had a really big impact on me because I feel like we were on this track up until 2019. I mean, quite literally, I remember sitting, to, I was at dinner with my wife. It was the end of January and I had a pending trip to go overseas to London for work. And I just said, I don't know if I should go. Like all this COVID stuff was, it was, this was 2000, 2020. So January, like around that time. And I said, I don't know if I should go. And, and then the world closed, <laughs> but, but over that two years, it was more like do, and, and up to, up until that point, I was traveling like three weeks out of four, I was always on the road. I was doing good work and working with cool people, but it, it didn't, it, the shape of it was just unsustainable. And I found that COVID was helped me reset that a little bit where I said, you know, I, maybe I, I do like being at home a little bit more, not necessarily working from home. While that has its perks and benefits, it's more about being around and being present for my family and present for myself and doing the things I want to do versus just feeling like I, I live to work. Yeah. And so speaking of COVID, yeah. how do you see the difference between a North Star and priorities? Oh, that's a thick question. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> really interesting question there. So North star, I feel like is the one that, you know, if you think about like say navigation, I'm not a big orienteering guy, like out with a compass and can get lost, but I do know where the North star is when you go outside. I think the North star is always there Mm -hmm. at your deep self. It's down there. It's that I want to do noble work. I want to do something that is important work. uh, That's always there. I think though, however, um, that's the direction I'm always constantly hoping to follow Whereas priorities perhaps may shift. Mm-hmm. And even there's a book I've, I've read called Essentialism that ta- suggests that you can only have one priority. You can't have plural. Interesting. Can you it, say a little more about that? Yeah. So his concept, it's in fact, I think when he said it was a Roman or a Greek word, he said the word is priority, meaning you really can only do one thing at a time well. And so the idea is like, you just do that one thing. It wasn't until like the latter generations that made that word plural, but if I think it makes sense is like you say, maybe it goes back to the North star. So I, I guess we could make a bridge here saying your North star is your priority, but when you start throwing other things in the mix of it and start making multiple, you dilute it. Maybe, I don't know. That's interesting. I would almost swap it around. Okay. Say more of that. Your North star is that guiding principle that you have. Okay. That keeps you authentic to okay. who you are. Okay. And the priorities are matched up to that. Okay. So you're saying there's stepping stones to that North star then, or like maybe mile, mile markers to that, to that North star then. Yeah. So for example, if joy is my North star, 
Mm-hmm. My priority is I want to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by spending more time with my family, I'm increasing the joy for both myself and them. Okay. Okay. I can see that. So then do you count? So I guess the question is when you're so COVID kind of reset things for me, but that was a massive event. And hopefully we never have to do that again. Never. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it was a massive reset. And you read articles right now about people that are have like completely said, Hey, I don't want to go back to the corporate game or I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore ever again. And they've changed this, the quiet quitting and the Required, I mean, all of the things you read in the in the in the in the news right now, or the articles that people are writing about human behavior. How often do you calibrate it then? How often do you make sure that those prior priorities or that priorities are, if you will, well, you'll use the plural word. Just I'll tell you that. How often do you calliberate your priorities to make sure that they're aligned with your north star? Mm, I think that's you a really can't good you question. can't have a big catalyst every time. You can't have a massive existential moment or a. a, a, a <laughs> a pandemic to reset your life. Right. And and then how do we hold on to some of the positives? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not going into an office five days a week. Yeah. Uh, for some professions, it's really not necessary. Yeah. And <clears throat> for many people, that's when they started recalibrating saying, I really enjoy having this time with my family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm when we get the pressure now of companies saying you must be back, let's just go crazy and say for five days a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you now calibrate that to your North, your North star or your new priorities, which might be your family mm-hmm. and say, this doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. I guess the question then is when it comes down to dollars and cents, like in, in the really the mechanics and the economics of that say, do I cha- take a job that is, or a career, and we're talking like real professionally here, let's just say you're making, just for easy math, you're saying $100,000 a year for a job, but they're asking you to go in four days a week or five days a week, just so you get a hybrid, hybrid example here, but then you find a job that's a little bit lesser, maybe it's not on a, a ladder, or but it's lesser money, but you're on, you don't have, you can either work remotely or it's only in the office once or twice a week. Do you take the ladder? Yeah. Very personal decisions <laughs> that people will have to make, right? They have to weigh yeah. the pros and cons. They have young kids. They have kids mm-hmm. going off to college. Mm-hmm. That is something that everyone does have to evaluate. So, but that's a pivotal moment, no? Yeah. That's a definite pivotal moment. Because if you decide to say, Hey, I've, I've been on track. And again, say, say you've been working for 20 plus years before COVID things kind of got reset lots of things changed. The corporate landscape changed. Now we're going back and you're saying, now I get to choose this again, but do you really want to get back on the ladder? Because maybe the C-level job or the senior vice president job is not something you're looking for anymore. Maybe that's not as important. Yeah. I think also, you know, going back to everyone's situation, Mm -hmm. I've I've always felt very um, privileged in that I've had really good jobs and, and have been able to save, which has offered me a level of flexibility. And not everybody has had that opportunity. Sure. So again, I think it goes back to where you are in your career. Are you mm-hmm. early in your career and really have a lot of aspirations to get to the C-suite? Are you later in your career and kind of really want to hang out and get ready for retirement? And then what is your what is your financial landscape as well? Sure. And how does that inform going against your North star? 
Yeah. And I would say that if someone's asking me that very question, I would, my caution and coaching to them would be like, how long can you be off track? How long could you be not chasing joy or finding noble work? How often, how far, how long can you go with that until you can't find it anymore? I think that's a great question. And you can also look at people in their careers who do take a step back, Mm -hmm. you know, take a step down because they want to go in a whole new direction. That's, Mm -hmm. I, I commend them. That's courageous and it's risky, but usually the risk reward equation comes in. Sure. Sure. So I think as we look at the kind of the concept, when we talk about the concept of pivotal moments, when was maybe in your life then Sue, a moment where you did make a pivot back to joy or maybe recalibrate that pivot. Let's talk about that. Cause I can share one with about myself. I'd love to hear yours first. I think going back to when I was with a, a company for 25 years, Okay, I went on a sabbatical for three months. Cause that was part of the benefits. If you had been there for a certain amount of years, you had an opportunity to take a sabbatical. And when I came back, I really got in touch with what does bring me joy okay, and what I was looking for professionally. Mm-hmm. And about six months later, when I realized I was very unhappy, I had a health situation that was pretty big. And I realized I was putting work first before myself. Yeah. That was a very pivotal moment because even though I knew I was pretty sick, all I kept thinking was, oh, I have one more meeting. Oh, I can't miss this meeting. Yep. Yep. And so it's not mysterious. I, I was had blood clots, but I didn't mm. know it. I just yeah. knew I was not feeling well. Oh. And finally, when I went to the, what do you call it? The urgent care? They're like, they looked mm-hmm. at me like I had 12 heads. They're like, um, you need to get to the ER and you need to get there now. Oh, <laughs> and man. I was like, and even in the ER, I was like tied to my phone because there was a meeting. Yeah. And that pivotal moment was when I said, probably about six months later, I left. I said, I'm out of whack. And I can no longer put that work ahead of myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, and since what's the, what's the aftermath? I mean, are you feel like at that point, what, what did you consciously change from that point? Obviously got well healthy health wise, but what else did you change? Did you go back? Did you find yourself getting sucked back into your iPhone or what, what ended up, what pivot did you make there? Uh, So once I left corporate, I went out on my own to do Mm -hmm. my own coaching for about four years. Okay. And then I ended up back in corporate again for another five years. And once I felt the balance out of whack during those second five years, I was like, okay, I got to make sure I don't put work ahead of myself or work ahead of my family. Sure. I was very conscientious about that. Sure. Sure. And what did that look like on a week? Like, seriously, go be, go be more specific just for the people that are listening here. Like, what did you do? Did you say, Hey, look, I, I, I plugged, I, I threw my phone in, uh, in a box and left it in on the shelf as I got home. Like, what was the conscious choice there? Because I, I, I feel a very similar situation where I've got had to make some conscious physical choices different from that pivotal, from my pivotal moment. Uh, one of the main things I did is I got a company phone versus using my personal phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. For both work and play. And on at night, the phone did not follow me around. Awesome. And on weekends, it didn't follow me around. Yeah. I I think that was a really, I was very happy with that choice because once it's part of your personal phone, you're always connected. 
Yeah. And you can't just, you, you can't. And so going back to your joy is saying you're, you're missing yourself because if you're here and you're looking down at your phone, you're missing. And sometimes I catch myself this with my kids. My, my daughter will be telling me a story and I'm only halfway listening because I'm responding to this or I'm doing something on my phone or whatever. So I, I can see that. I think, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say now, you know, I wasn't in a position of an on-call type of job. Sure, sure, sure. Which, which I have done <laughs> for many years where it was seven by 24. Oh, but even if oh. you're on call, finding those moments where maybe you put the phone not in front of you, but you turn it on so you can hear it if something rings in. So I think there's still ways that you can make that space. Sure. I think for me in, in that space, finding ways that I needed to make space, there was a conversation I was having with my wife and she said, we feel like you're, we're getting the rest of you, not the best of you. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a gut punch and a very pivotal moment for me because it's like, I, I don't want that. That was never my intentions. And I, there's, you know, I've since gone to lots of therapy around why some of that motivation or that the drive of constantly wanting to work and the vigilance about work and such was there. But I, I was a real gut punch for me in a pivotal moment to say, you know, that's, I ne- I don't want that to be happening. I want my kids to know that they got the best of me, not just they got my paycheck. Um, <laughs> and so what changes did you make? So from that was similar to the situation with the phone. I don't know what it is about our phones, but I, I think it's just our tether, you know, the tether, the, the mobile tether, while it was great, sometimes I wish you just didn't have smartphones. But um, so that was one of them. And then the other one was during being very conscientious about being present when my kids got home from school, if I had the, the ability to do that. So like in about, even as we're recording this right now in about 35 minutes, I need to go pick up my kiddos and then just, you know, I'm list- I'm not listening to my book or my podcast in the car. I'm listening to what happened at school today. And nice. then being being present for those, you know, one or two hours before they have to go off to dance or soccer, you know, or this practice or homework or whatever, and just be very present. And then during the summers, I'm, I don't, I told my, my coworkers, I don't work very much during the summers. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm working, please understand that there's pivotal things that we need to happen or there's critical things, tasks, but just expect me to take off every Friday. Nice. Or expect me to not come in or till like we'll be out on the lake on a Thursday morning. Uh, and just, I'm not only work, working half days. And I told my, my team to so do the same, you know, your kids are out of school for, you only, you have, you know, your kids for 12 years, 12 summers. I mean, mm-hmm. outside when, before they're little, but when they're in school for 12 summers that they don't have anything to do. So you're going to be working another 12, 20 years past the time they're, they're moving out of your house. So maximize it. And that doesn't mean you just need to not work, but do your job, take care of what you need to do, but do what's most essential and don't focus on other things. So that was a conscious choice of saying my summers, I am flex. Nice. And I know we're coming to the end here. We have a couple of minutes left. Yep. Have you seen a difference in your kids? hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. In fact, went to lunch today with my wife and she said that the kids, they said, if they need to get something done, they'll come talk to you more than they did. They do me. And I'm like, well, it's good. No, it's, we're rebalancing things a little bit in terms of that. I said, that's good. So they asked me for help and they'll come talk to me. And, and so that to me, that sounds like that's it, but I, there's other parts of pivots that I still need to work on. It's like my health and my physical fitness and things like that, but all, but that one's the one that was the most off. That was the one that was most, even my quest for noble work, the biggest, the noblest work I could do was be a dad for my kids. And so I had to recalibrate. That's the number one. 
And if I can do that, then the rest of it could start falling into place. Yeah. I like that tie back to your North star of doing noble work and noble work includes your family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. helping to put the family first and being present for them. Yep. And yep. I, I think that's a nice tie-in of that North star, our guidance system, we can align our priorities to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and making sure we're just being authentic to ourselves. That's right. That's right. Because I think when you once once you're comfortable with the woman or the man you see in the mirror every day, yep. and you're saying I'm happy with that and I'm congruent, things you know things start falling into place, and and we uh, and we really do. Again, you're much happier. You find the joy. You feel you feel that nobility. You feel that 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 progress towards what you want, and ultimately you're going to find you're going to win on the end. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. So, any suggestions for how people can find their north star? Take the time, sit down, turn everything off for a second. Say when I am uh, doing my best and, or what, what, what am I doing or what am I not doing when I'm at my best? What am I not doing? Or what am I doing? What kinds of things am I involved in? Yeah. And I think also look at the themes in your life. Go back to when you were happiest. Yeah. What was guiding you? What you there's definitely patterns. We are, we yes. are people of patterns. Yes. So take a moment and and reflect as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, calibrate as much as you need to once a month, every quarter, every year, at least every once a year, just make sure that you're on track because you don't want to get lost because again, spinning around looking for that North star sometimes is a little challenging and we could talk about that another time. So, yeah. Well, Sue, this has been fantastic. Thanks. I love, love. We uh, kind of broke the ice today. So thanks everybody for whoever is listening out there in cyberspace and in podcast land. So thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear about your pivotal moments. So remember that any moment can be pivotal when you keep your mind open to possibilities. So enjoy the journey. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Mm -hmm.